John Lynch did it again. Aggressive at the NFL trade deadline. Chase Young, former number two overall pick in the NFL draft. Nick Bosa's former teammate now joins him on the San Francisco 49ers defensive line. The moves made and not made from the NFL trade deadline coming up right now. You are locked on 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always. A very special trade deadline episode. A, a very early Winky Wednesday episode with our very special guest today. I do want to thank everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Appreciate all of the everydayers. Appreciate everybody jumping in on this live episode in the chat right now. Uh, and this episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Here we go. Chase Young. I did not see this one coming, guys. I knew there was a possibility Chase Young could get moved. There were reports the 49ers were looking at a defensive end. I thought Randy Gregory was the it was the end of those moves as far as trades go on the 49ers defensive line, but no, they weren't done. They did not like the pass rush in this three-game losing streak, and maybe that was the catalyst that, that John Lynch needed to get this thing done. The San Francisco 49ers have sent their 2024 third-round pick, their own, it looks like, to the Washington Commanders for – uh, the former second overall pick in the draft just a couple of years ago in 2020, it was um, uh, Chase Young, a, a, a phenomenal prospect, a, a uh, what was being called generational, you know, Miles Garrett like Jadavion Clowney like edge prospect out of Ohio State, Chase Young. Uh, wow, what, what a move! I didn't expect it, and. It looks like the 49ers didn't make any other moves. More on that. A Dory Jackson looks like not coming to San Francisco, nor are any other cornerbacks. But uh, Chase Young, guys, what do you think? What's your first reaction to the 49ers making the move for Chase Young? Croc, uh, we'll go to you first. You know, there's two things you can never have enough of. Coverage guys and pass rushers, all right? I love the fact that they're really trying to change the game, affect the pass rush ability of this team. Uh, they've thrown a lot of resources at it, and I always talk about how they pumped in a lot more resources in that front end as opposed to the back end. So whatever happens with the back end, you guys won't hear me complain too much about it. But that front end, now you definitely have a little bit more pressure on you to really kind of live up to that building. You got Nick Bosa. You got Chase Young, Hargraves, Armstead. You got Randy Gregory now, who's a rotation piece. Heck. You got Drake Jackson, who a lot of people really like heading into this season as a rotation piece. So the front um, the front five or four or seven or whatever for the 49ers is definitely loaded. And I think Chase Young really just adds uh, another element to this defense. Yeah, I think it was a huge trade. I think great move by John Lynch and crew uh, going out and getting Chase Young because we saw it the last two weeks, right? This, this secondary was getting picked apart. And it's because they were only getting pressures on Kirk Cousins. And on Joe Burrow, they weren't getting those sacks. They weren't getting that that extra little boost of something or whatever it is that that sets a, an offense back. And they, these it just wasn't happening. Pressures are cool. Pressures are great. We're getting a lot of those. But get to the quarterback. Chase Young can't get to the quarterback. Love this move. This is great. I mean, you put somebody like this opposite Nick Bosa. Watch out. 
By the way, I don't think I even gave Wink his proper introduction here because I was too excited about the trade uh, that the 49ers <laughs> made in bringing in Chase Young. Uh, Nicholas Winkler, our very special guest on our Wednesday episodes, our Winky Wednesdays, my former podcast host, the podcast that predated Locked On 49ers, my former radio colleague as well. So uh, he is the voice of the fan, and he uh, has had some very interesting predictions that I think we're going to have to revisit again now since he's 8-for-8 eight eight predicting the 49ers' outcomes in their games this year. Uh, all the win streaks and all the losing streaks as well. And uh, you're going to want to hear what the rest of his predictions were preseason uh, coming up here for the 49ers. By the way, they weren't weekly, these predictions. They were preseason predictions week. And so uh, I know the folks want to hear about how that is going to end for the 49ers this season since uh, we already know because of uh, Winky's predictions. I, I love giving up a third-round pick for, for Chase mm-hmm. Young because it's there's almost no downside – and an immense upside here for a team that's trying to attack a Super Bowl window and the talent that someone like Chase Young has. And someone who I've seen a few times this year look a lot closer to the prospect that we saw as a rookie before he tore his ACL. He played 15, if, you, if those of you don't remember, uh, Chase Young's career. is in year four right now of his, uh, of his NFL career. And he came out of Ohio State, the second pick in the NFL draft in 2020. Played 15 games, had seven and a half sacks as a rookie. Looked like he was going to be a, a really good NFL player. You know, explosive is all get out. He, he's, uh, you know, uh, the what's the the GTFO right? Get the f off. Like get, his get off is. I mean, that's what makes him special. Like his his height, weight, speed numbers, his combine uh, workouts, his pro day workouts, ridiculous. Six five, two hundred sixty five pounds. It looks even bigger than that now, uh, which might even not be a great thing. That's so, uh, there's some downside uh, or there's there's some reasons why he hasn't been the guy that that everyone thought he was going to be coming out of the draft but seven and a half sacks as a rookie he tore his ACL and then only played a combined 12 games the next two seasons in 2022 and only one and a half sacks over that time and then now is on pace to have his best sack production of his NFL career with his five sacks already so he's already on double digit sack pace this year so um really what looks like it could be his best statistical season, his final year of his contract, because Washington did not pick up his fifth-year option as a fifth-rounder. So he's going to be a free agent in the upcoming offseason. But why I like this for the 49ers for only a third-round pick, and by the way, I can't believe how much less Washington got for Chase Young than they got for Montez Sweat. The Chicago Bears gave up their second-round pick, which is like going to be in the high 30s for Montez Sweat, and the Niners, if the season ended today, it would be pick 87. And it's probably going to be closer to pick 90 or hopefully even later than that, that the 49ers gave up for, for Chase Young. Both of those um, edge rushers, physically gifted, both going to be free agents in the upcoming offseason. So I'm surprised how much more Washington and apparently the rest of the league uh, thought of Montez Sweat, or at least the Bears thought of Montez Sweat and giving up more for him than Chase Young because I think Chase Young's pass rushing upside is higher even though we've seen the peak of Montez Sweat and Montez Sweat might be a little bit better of a run defender at this point but that's uh, there's a reason I think for that and I wonder if this is not only a good move for the 49ers because of uh, the draft pick compensation that they had to give up and what they could potentially get back for for Chase Young more on that in a second but also because I think it could be a great landing spot for Chase Young because of Chris Kosarek and how he coaches the defensive line, putting him in the wide nine, you know, put him out wide outside of the tackle, point him at the quarterback and use that explosive ability to get upfield and create some pressure. And his former teammate in 
uh, in Nick Bosa, right? Who's, who's just such a, a wizard with his technique. And so I think putting chase with those two guys, and then obviously having the talent inside that the 49ers have with Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave, uh, I think it's a great fit for chase young along with the 49ers. And maybe the 49ers can, can provide a little bit more motivation and, you know, playing for playing really important games down the stretch for a team with playoff and Super Bowl aspirations. And you got, you know, number 54 behind you that can, you know, give you a goose if you, if you need a kick in the rear, cause that that's where his rear is going to be facing, you know, before the snap. And so, uh, you know, motivation, I think has been the, the big downside and the ACL injury for, for a guy who's too talented, not to be one of the best edge players in the NFL. Um, and so right now, better pass rusher than an edge, than a, than a edge setter and, and run defender. But I think that's okay. That combination is okay for what the 49ers have. And he should be a lot better against the run. And I think motivation is, is, is a big thing. And if he's not motivated, maybe he won't turn out great for the 49ers, but he's good enough. And he's on pace to have the type of season that's going to get him paid in the off season. Now, even if the 49ers don't end up paying him and he's a rental, there's a good chance the 49ers are able to get a comp pick back. And so is it end up being a third round comp pick right now? It won't be in the 2024 draft. It'll be the year after. So it'll be a 2025 comp pick, but you trade a third for a rental and you get a comp pick back of a third in 2025. I mean, there's almost no downside to this and uh, potentially he could be just a, a monster on that defensive line too. So the, the upside is what you get excited about with someone like Chase Young. You, you talked about Chris Sarek being able to coach him up. Uh, one cool thing about, you know, coming in on defensive line, it's not like you have to learn a ton of stuff. Yeah. You have to kind of learn how to work with, uh, you know, your counterparts, you know, Nick Bosa and especially those interior guys on maybe like stunts and the timing of that. But for the most part, it's just kind of football there as opposed to adding a secondary guy or adding an offensive guy, right? Like especially, you know, if you're a new receiver or something like that. Uh, there's so much to learn in an offense and try to do that on the fly as opposed to getting to Chase Young and put him on that defensive end. It's like, go get the quarterback, <laughs> right? And right now he comes in as the guy with the most sacks on the 49ers now. So um, I I'm excited to see what it looks like. And uh, I think a lot of people I saw in the chat earlier, someone said uh, this means that the, the Wilkes leash is really short now, right? It's shorter now because now you have no excuses uh, to not be good, not be dominant. I'd say, you know, we got to put a little, put a little bit of that responsibility on the players too. You know, you, you got to show up, you got to perform and you have to do your job. So hopefully this allows everybody to do their job a little easier. Yeah. Peacock, right. you mentioned if he came, Oh yeah. You got to get to a break. Well, I got more. Okay. We got more. I mean, we got a lot more on this. We're all, we're all pumped up for this. I know I can see the fans are pumped up in the chat. More on Chase Young, more on what the 49ers did and didn't do at the trade deadline, more of Wink's predictions as well. Coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long, whether you're prepping for daily drafts or scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And, and might I add, if you're in those independent defense leagues, right, where you get defensive players, maybe Chase Young or, or actually try to trade it, swing a trade for, for Nick Bosa because I think those, uh, those, those sacks are going to start coming in bunches for the 49ers defensive line after the bye week. But how about Panthers running back Chuba Hubbard? He got the lead duties in week eight against the Texans, despite Miles Sanders being available. So it looks like he has leapfrogged as the number one running back for the Carolina Panthers. So 
Panthers' power running should yield better results, but Hubbard can also have a bigger impact in the passing game to deliver all around as a fantasy sleeper. So Vinny Iyer trying to help you win your fantasy championships, and eBay Motors knows a thing or two about a championship team and that each player being a perfect fit, and it's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, fender flares, like I found on eBay Motors. Uh, whatever your baby needs, you can find it at eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And it couldn't be easier, that guaranteed fit. It is so easy. The eBay Motors knows exactly which parts your car needs and that can be really difficult when you're trying to figure out what to get for your car, especially if you're not uh, super super into cars and, and maybe you're not the, the best car mechanic. But it, it's a lot easier than you think. You go to eBay Motors, there's a big green check next to the part you need. You get it, slap it on, and boom, you're good to go. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. By the way, guys, only about 500K left on uh, left on the books for the 49ers to pay of of his salary. So when you start talking about downside, you're not paying a lot in draft, especially if you get a pick back. You're not paying a lot in salary for Chase Young, but you could get number two overall type production. Like that type of physical ability is what is inside of Chase Young's body. And you mentioned with Chase Young, will he show up and be motivated? Like, what more do you need to be motivated than get traded to one of the best teams in the NFL across from your former teammate, the reigning defensive player of the year. Plus you're going into a contract year. Like now's when you go make that money. It's a perfect setup for him. This is exactly what Chase Young needs right now. And if he doesn't rise up and really let's like show off and show out right now, then maybe he's not the player that should have been taken to overall. Maybe that, that injury did really just kind of derail his career because it's set up perfectly for him. Who gets okay. cut now? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah a good call. Well, yeah, when Randy Gregory came in, it was um, who was oh, Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder got the axe, and then he caught on with uh, – did he catch on with the Texans or the, the Titans? I can't remember. It was a former 49er uh, decision-maker that brought in Kerry Hyder after he was cut when Randy Gregory was brought in. So they got to bring in somebody else. I don't know if there's an injury. I know um, they're the latest with the injury front – so maybe they end up putting uh, Aaron Banks on IR because it looks like his injury, uh, some sort of a toe injury, turf toe, I think it is, is going to be out a few weeks. So do they put him on IR? Because if it's you know the bye week plus three more games, then that buys you some time to figure out you know what else to do roster wise. So maybe that's how they're able to make space for him. But yes, uh, when you bring when you trade for a guy, somebody else has to go. So uh, I, I wonder what. I wonder, because, Croc, you mentioned how easy it is for someone to come in and play. Is he just going to be a third down rusher at first, and they're going to kind of check him out for a couple of weeks? Does he take over uh, take over Drake Jackson's role? Does he take over Randy Gregory's role? Because they just brought Gregory in, and he looked pretty good. Um, yeah. Do they uh, – do, does Cleveland, Barrel, uh, Cleveland Farrell go to the bench? Farrell's pretty good run defender but has given nothing in the in the as a pass rusher which he hasn't throughout his career so that shouldn't be too big of a surprise so that'll be interesting just what the rotation looks like and how they utilize all these guys because suddenly they have a million edges again and that was one of the obvious well it's funny because remember when the draft came around we're like okay you're gonna draft a kicker and uh and a backup tight end in the third round and the Niners were like oh yeah I guess we should have maybe maybe we'll spend another third round pick on one of the edge guys maybe we should have 
gone edge. Maybe we should have looked at some other positions there. And so now they're they're doing that instead. So they're they're still in good position. It's hard to find good edge rushers at that point in the draft, anyways. Like you yeah. damn near never do. I mean, I saw one freakish one watching him last night or Monday night. You know, uh, you see Max Crosby and what he's doing. I'm like, man, this guy's. The way he's just playing, you just see the impact. It's jumping off the screen. And there's always been a lot of debate about who's the best edge rusher. And I feel like every time I watch a game, like, man, T.J. Watt, like, man, he is the best. Then I watch Miles Garrett. It's like, man, he is the best. Obviously, last year it was like Nick Bosa. But, man, I was watching Max Crosby last night, and I'm like, ooh, I would love to have that guy on the 49ers right now. He was a mid-round pick, right? He was in – I think he was a fourth. Yeah, fourth round. Fourth yeah. round out of Eastern Michigan. So you, but you typically don't find those guys. Yeah. Uh, typically, all the other guys I named, TJ Watt, I mean, he was late first round, but Miles Garrett, uh, you know, Nick Bosa, typically those guys are drafted higher. And I think when you look at Chase Young and what he was supposed to be, and he's maybe healthy, trying to come into that now, but those guys just have a more freakish ability. Even Montez Sweat, I mean, the guy who is traded right. as well today from Washington. I mean, he's another guy, freakish edge rusher, where he would be first round pick, right? So um, hopefully with the 49ers, uh, Chase Young could just continue doing what you were doing in Washington this year. Yep. Because, you know, doing that with them and now coming to this defensive line, which uh, uh, Washington has had a really good D-line too. So it's not like he's going from like, oh, this bum – defensive line with Washington to this amazing defensive line with the 49ers. Like, I mean, they've had pain and all these other guys, like they've been loaded there. Again, he got traded for less than sweat got traded for. So maybe some people didn't even think that he was the best edge rusher on his team. All right. So you come to the 49ers. I think it's just, he goes from a good situation to a, another good situation. I wonder about, I wonder about the uh, what, what Kevin asked here about the uh, the contract situation. What would a potential contract extension look like for Chase Young? And I almost feel like the best, the better he plays, the less likely he's going to be around too. Because you're already paying Bosa. You're uh, you can't have you can't have a hundred million dollars on your defensive line in yearly salaries, right? Like you can't you can't do that. And and the, the salary cap is kind of a myth. And you can do you can move money around and. They already look like they're, they're trying to to um, to roll over, and now that they didn't add much dollars at the uh, at the trade deadline, you can really see the Niners were, were trying hard to roll over uh, a lot of cash into next year to help start paying some of the bills on Debo, and you know you got to re up Iuk, and um, you got Hargrave, and you got Armstead, and you got Charvarius Ward still that you're paying. You got a, you got a lot of guys to pay, so I, I can't imagine them doing another mega deal, which is what Chase Young will command a, a really big deal if he finishes the year strong, but uh, there's potential to do something if he doesn't, because the, the worse he plays, the cheaper he will be if they still like his pass rush ability and you won't get as much of a comp pick back anyway. But if he plays great, you'll get a third round comp pick and then he'll cost too much for you to resign anyway. So either way, I think it's a good situation for the Warriors. That's why there's, there's almost no downside. Yeah, I just don't think they have any chance of locking him up long term if they want to keep Ayuk. Like they, they've already, you've said it. They got so much money invested in that line. Fred Warner's locked up. You know, you, you've still got McCaffrey under contract. I mean, the the best thing that 49ers have going for them right now, when it comes to the salary cap, is that rookie deal by Brock Purdy. I mean, that that just frees up so much money that they can spend elsewhere. Because normally, you're investing thirty million dollars, you know, in your quarterback position, and they don't have to do that for a couple of years. 
when it comes to a guy like Brock. But you want Ayuk. I mean, look at this offense. Where where would this offense be right now, or even just this year without Ayuk? He's such he just moves the sticks. He gets open downfield. He he gives you that deep threat that you don't really have on this 49ers squad otherwise. I've kind of been stinking on the offense a little bit uh, as, as of late. And <laughs> we'll see how Chase Young can kind of, you know, just kind of help them turn that page. Uh, but if I were to ask you guys right now, best 49ers defenses in the last 15, 20 years, like what years would you say? Super Bowl year with Willis. Uh, yeah, all the Super Bowl teams. The – the the 2012 team, 2013 that squad, and then the the 94 team. All right, and probably like 2019, they're damn good. 19 too, was right? good. Yeah, and 19, good. yeah, 19 obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one thing, and I'm glad that you brought up the 94 team because the biggest difference is the the 94 offense was just as good as the 94 defense, and just as yeah. good as the other defenses, right? Like they were explosive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I watched this team, this was a big test for them. I understand they're missing a couple guys. But it was a big test for you during this stretch where, you know, a, a team whose identity has been led by the defense, your defense isn't playing very well. This typically happens in the postseason. When you look at the way 49ers have lost Super Bowls, it's not because they didn't have good, great defenses. It's because in that moment, like, man, like you, you're going up against another a great offense that you might not just stifle for an entire game. So when a team, your defense can't get the stops that they're used to getting, offensively can you keep up offensively can you make the plays and I thought that was a big test for the 49ers the last couple of weeks and I feel like it's something that people are kind of glossing over because there has been an injury so I mean if you that happens like that's football you got to figure yeah. that out and and it, adding chase uh that's great I think he will help the defense but at some point, somebody's still going to take advantage of this defense and you're, it's going to be get hard to get stops. You might play Philadelphia. They might score 30 points on you. Can you score 35 on them when your defense isn't getting the stops that you lean on them to get? I think that's what it's going to take to win the Super Bowl. They failed the test over the past couple of weeks. We'll see when they get Debo and Trent back. If uh, they get into that situation again, does it look different next time? Yeah, if you fail a test, it's better to do a week seven and week eight, right, than, than in the postseason. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, get get all that figured out right now. Uh, next, guys, the the move that was not made for a cornerback and uh, and more of Wink's predictions as well to finish up this very special trade deadline episode of Lockdown 49ers. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers, Winky Wednesday style, brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're trying to buy tickets to your next big event, whether you're going to go watch Chase Young and the San Francisco 49ers. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sporting events, music, comedy, theater events near you, killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from the seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets to make that experience as streamlined for you as possible, and especially for those of you that need to buy tickets last minute. Uh, I, I did it during the baseball season. It was so easy, the game time. Like, I'm going to go Giants game tonight. I got the night off. Boom, boom. Game time. You can get tickets day of, even up to an hour after the events start. You see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you get when you arrive. And, and maybe the best part is all-in prices. Show your total upfront so you don't get hit with those hidden fees that you didn't expect, which is the worst part of buying tickets to those big events. Uh, and also uh, the game time guarantee, which means – you always get the best price. If you find seats in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guess, guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guarantee. Chase Young, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. 99. Does he does he try to buy 99 off of Javon Kinlaw? I, I get the feeling Kinlaw's not the type to want to give up his number, so he's got to maybe find a new number. Do the 49ers yeah, he, have he wore, a fresh start? He, he wore number two in college. So it's like, man, I think number one is available. And I know mm. you typically see that for a lot of defensive line in the NFL, but he looked sweet in that number two at Ohio State. <laughs> Did the, the 49ers give out a zero yet? Oh, Womack. Yeah, Womack. 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 Yeah. So, by the way, that's actually a perfect segue because there's your trade deadline addition. Samuel Womack has been on uh, been on the injured list. Darrell Luter, the rookie fifth rounder, been on the injured list. Let's go. There's a couple of reinforcements that could potentially help you out on the back end. And, Croc, I know you've liked a lot of what you've seen from Samuel Womack in his short time with the San Francisco 49ers. When he's healthy – how do you think he is able to, to jump in? Or do you think the 49ers missed an opportunity to go make a trade for Jalen Johnson, who was rumored to be uh, in big talks with the 49ers, um, or the, the Bears who were in talks with the 49ers about a trade, end up not getting traded at all. He's sticking with the Bears. Uh, Kenny Moore in Indianapolis was another name that came up. Adoree Jackson was a name that was rumored that maybe they had a deal done. I don't even know if that was a legit uh, rumor. I just saw it right after the deadline, right as we're going live. It was something that said uh, Dory Jackson deal didn't get done in time for the trade deadline. Uh, do you think the 49ers missed an opportunity to add another corner, or do you think Samuel Womack, Darrell Luter could be that addition the 49ers need on the back end to go along with Chase Young, uh, shortening up the time that everybody has to cover? I think Jalen Johnson would have been ideal. It was almost like killing two birds with one stone, right? You talked about, you know, Isaiah Oliver and what he's done in that nickel spot. You know, a guy who's given up a high percentage percentage of passes completed against him. I I saw a stat that says something along the lines of his last 20 uh, targets at him, all completions, right? Like that's not ideal. I think he's played well closer to the line of scrimmage. He's tackling well. Coverage not quite there. So, Diamondo Lenore is a guy who I have always identified as someone who I think is better suited to play at the nickel position. You go and get Jalen Johnson. One, you improve your outside cornerback position, but also strengthen your nickel spot by putting Diamondo Lenore there because he just has been better than, uh, you know, Isaiah Oliver. And go, go back to preseason. Remember, I mean, they essentially benched him. But then they couldn't play Embry Thomas out there on the outside. So then Lenore had to go back outside. And then, you know, they kind of did this musical chairs thing. You know, I would have liked the thought of Kenny Moore from the Colts. But even then, again, I, I think that that's addressing one spot, not so much the outside spot where I think Lenore isn't as great uh, of an outside guy. So I uh, would have liked to see Jalen Johnson there. And it's, it's, it's tough that they, one, they say, yeah, go ahead, seek a trade. And then I guess nobody really liked uh, what the – what the asking price for Jalen Johnson was. Well, I think you said it, Croc. You said that, you know, it, going out and getting just one guy just addresses one spot, right? But when you get a Chase Young, that kind of can address all the secondary, right? Because if he can get to that quarterback and make him step up, make him move out of the pocket, sack him, you know, this sort of thing, that really covers a lot of what's happening in that secondary, I think. Um, Womack, it's interesting because Isaiah Oliver has been really good against the run. Isaiah Oliver's a, a safety. Can we be honest yeah. about this? 
uh, next next season, maybe you don't make the change midseason. Next season, Isaiah, Isaiah Oliver had a two-year deal with the Niners, right? It wasn't a one-year deal. If Isaiah right. Oliver's back, he's a safety because he's good against the run. He's not great manning up and staying sticky in coverage. Uh, like, what do we even – like, He's he is a prototype safety. The, his scouting report says you're a safety. So – uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Isaiah Oliver back as a as a safety. Or just I just think that's what he's going to end up being the rest of his career. And Juwan Jennings is a tight end, so those two things I think need to uh, <laughs> the letters next to those guys' names need to change at some point uh, if if they're around with the 49ers next year and maybe even this year. But I wonder if the 49ers could do something where they have Isaiah Oliver on the field in that bigger nickel role on you know shorter down shorter down and distances, and then on third downs or obvious passing downs, then you bring in someone like mm-hmm. Womack. I wonder if that's a way that they could sort of utilize a rotation to use everybody's strengths and then it doesn't really mess with demo enough or or that much or maybe they just do the thing where they bring in demo and move him inside on those downs and then have womack play on the outside because it's funny because if you put womack and and oliver together you have an amazing uh you have an amazing nickel player because womack they don't like him in nickel because he's not physical enough against the run, but he's a pretty good coverage guy, and he's getting his hands on footballs and making plays for, since he showed up with the 49ers as a rookie last year. And Isaiah Oliver is the exact opposite. So put them together and utilize them on certain down and distances when it helps your football team. Love it. I like that. And I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't do more of that type of thing with Womack. You know, the tough thing with going from an outside cornerback, which he was at uh, Toledo, right? Like he was the – legit outside guy. And then it's like, oh, well, we want to put you in that nickel spot. Nickel is a totally different world than the outside cornerback. You have to be in sync with the defensive line, right? If, if you're blitzing, you got to be in sync with the coverage guys at the second level, the linebackers. You got to understand the cornerbacks and, and the spacing that they're doing. Then the safeties as well. So you have to know so much more as well as run fits. This, this is that You're throwing a lot at a young guy. So typically, you know, when you see this kind of transition, a lot of times teams go more towards a veteran at that nickel spot. But I think if they just told him, hey, you're just going to come in and cover. All right, don't worry about all this other stuff. Don't worry about run fits or anything like that. Third and long, you come in here and you cover. I think that is something that Womack could do well, especially from that spot. Wink, I got to ask before we get out of here. Uh, you don't have the 49ers losing this week, right? Well, they they can't lose this week, so okay. they're going to go unbeaten in week uh, nine. Don't worry, guys. Week nine. Okay, Thank, thankfully there's a bye this week. Uh, for those of you uh, new to the pod and new to the Winky Wednesdays, preseason we made our predictions. Winkler had the 49ers winning the first five games, losing the next three. And so he's 100% right now, and people are starting to think he's a witch. Uh, but things turn around after the bye, right, Wink? So, uh, they do. Way, yeah, MCL injury. Someone was asking in the chat about uh, – about Womack, MCL, uh, six to eight weeks recovery times, recovery time. So who knows? Maybe he's ready to come back right after. So uh, I'm going to be interested to hear what John Lynch and uh, and Kyle Shanahan have to say in their press conferences after the trade deadline uh, about their plans at cornerbacks. Clearly, they were in on some corners. Um, so anyway, take it away, Wink. What's uh, what's the predictions? What, what, what's what's what are the 40, what's going to happen this 49ers season now after the bye? Well, if you want to hear all the predictions, it's the September 6th episode, Locked On 49ers. You can go back and check it out. Um, what's funny is I had them five, you know, and then the three and croc, you, you chimed in and you were like, Hey, so if your predictions are right in that bye week do the fans get restless, you know, they start calling for Darnold. Is it, and then they say no more yeah. pretty. And it's like, you look back and after five weeks, it's like, he's Joe Montana. Let's go. And now it's like, it's all Purdy's fault. Like you, you had it spot on <laughs> croc when it came to that, but don't worry guys. 
relax. Everything's going to be fine. We got the week off. Prepare for Jacksonville. It's going to be a tough game. It's at Jacksonville. They're, they have a bye as well. They're coming out strong. They went out and got an offensive lineman here at the trade deadline as well. So I do have the 49ers winning this football game. And this Chase Young addition, I think, is really going to help them win that football game. So don't worry, guys. We're going on a little run now. And good football not- team over there in Jacksonville right now. Six and two. Yeah, good they're team. a good team. The, the 49ers have a, have a difficult schedule, and this was the, the most difficult stretch of that schedule, which is why you projected some losses and, and figuring some things out. Um, th- there's going to be – if your predictions remain on point, though, Croc, or I mean, week, in week 13, there's going to be a matchup with the Eagles that is the, the, the next and final loss of the regular season per your predictions. Yeah. And that's going to make, make some fans angry. But don't forget, you've yep. got them coming back, beating the Eagles in the playoffs on their way to a Super Bowl championship. So Yeah, 13 uh, and 4 with a Super Bowl uh, number 6 would, would definitely make a lot of fans pretty happy out there. Don't forget, too, real quick before I get out of here, the wish watch, the guy was on point again, three yep. punts, two inside the 20. One was actually the one that didn't get counted inside the 20. It was actually a 62-yarder that was caught at the 20 and then returned See, a little I thought, bit. So. I, I, I thought of you when I saw that because I thought yeah. they let it roll just past the 20 because you always want to let your right player get the through past the 20s. I thought that was inside the 20. I think that one counts. I'm going to say it counts. That was 19-and-a-half yard line. Well, then there we go. He was three for three, and, you know, and he averaged over 50 yards a punt. Let's go. It did look like 19 and a half. I, I mean, I was paying like, close attention to that as well. I only pay attention to the punting because of uh, Nick Winkler and he comes on and does his wish watch. I thought that was about the 19 and a half yard line. And that was a huge field swap too because the Niners were at their own 18. Like that was a huge punt to flip the field like that. He, he's a stud. The, the 49ers got a good one. All right. Thanks everybody in the chat. Thanks everybody for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On podcast network croc and i will be back tomorrow uh i'm we're actually going to have a little conversation with david harrison he's the host of locked on commanders going to give us some intel since we don't have a regular crossover this week going to do a little crossover on chase young and, and what the real deal is the scouting report what we've seen uh, of chase young so far in his nfl career from the guy who's watched every single one of his snaps and of course uh, we'll take you all the way through the bye and into next week as we do every single day here on the locked on podcast network And we will talk to you then. Lockdown 49ers. Happy Halloween. See you.